What's up everyone? It's your host Jonathan Watts and welcome to part three of our series on Steve Jobs. And in this final part, we're no longer diving into the story of Steve Jobs, but we're going to dive into what we can learn from him, the lessons that we can take and apply to our lives, but also understand where he came up short in his life. So this episode's going to be broken up into three parts. The first one, we're going to look at Jobs' strengths and what allowed him to achieve this idea of greatness, to achieve excellence, to leave a lasting legacy and leave what he left as we now know Jobs did. And the the second part is going to be looking at his weaknesses. Where did he come up short? Because when you look at these great individuals or just individuals in general, they're not flawless. They're masters in the making. And they will come up short in certain areas. And Jobs did so in his life. And then the last part is going to be just some other questions and thoughts and ideas that I have about Jobs that maybe can get you thinking as well. So let's dive right in. So the first part is looking at what we can learn from Steve Jobs. What did he do really well? What was it? from a skill standpoint, a behavior standpoint, a characteristic standpoint that allowed him to create Apple, that allowed him to create amazing products, to create a company that has changed the world and will continue to change the world even long after Jobs has left us. Now, the first thing, and this is a common theme with a lot of successful individuals, a lot of great individuals, is they're purpose-driven. And Jobs was exactly that. He knew exactly what he wanted to do with his life each and every day. And Jobs said it himself was, My passion has been to build an enduring company where people are motivated to make great products. Everything else was second. Jobs knew his purpose. He wanted to create amazing products. He wanted to create a great company. And he wanted to leave a lasting legacy. And Leaving a lasting legacy was done through the first two. So he knew his purpose. He knew his why. He knew what he wanted to do each and every day he woke up. When he got up out of bed, he had that on his mind and only that on his mind. And that's what helped him create amazing products and create an amazing company in Apple is he knew his purpose. He knew the one thing he wanted to work on each and every day. And as he said... That's all that mattered and everything else came second. Now, being purpose-driven doesn't mean you're going to get rid of your flaws because because of that purpose is exactly why jobs came up short in other areas. So it was a strength but also a weakness because I think his purpose might have been too specific, maybe not broad enough to encompass other aspects of his life that we'll get into a little bit later. But I think another unique aspect that we talked about in the previous episodes on Jobs was he truly was purpose-driven because when he made his return to Apple as CEO, he was only making $1 a year at Apple. He wasn't motivated by money, the material things. That's not what pushed Jobs. What pushed him was that purpose, making great products for customers, creating a company that would change the world and leaving a lasting legacy. And he did just that because he knew his why. He knew his mission. He knew his meaning 
in life, and he attacked it wholeheartedly. So the first strength we can learn from Jobs is you've got to understand your purpose to make progress, to know what you want to do, but not just know that purpose, then attack it each and every day. Now, the second strength of Jobs, um, and something I really admire from him, was his focus and simplicity in life. And for those who have followed Apple, they know that this was a key aspect of what made Apple so great was how simple it was and how simple he wanted to make it. And when Jobs returned to Apple, he was initially ousted. He went to Next to create his next company, worked at Pixar, and then came back to Apple. And what he noticed when he came back to Apple was they were spread far too thin. They were focusing on too many products that they weren't able to make one, two, or three amazing products. So Jobs' solution was to simplify, and this was his life mantra, and saw that they were spread far too thin, focusing in too many areas and on too many things. He wanted to simplify, and he did this in a meeting by going to a whiteboard and simply drawing a two-by-two matrix, and the columns were labeled consumer and pro, and the rows were rows were labeled portable and desktop. And he said, we can only make one great product for each of these. So Apple went from focusing on 16 to 20 products to four. He simplified. He dumbed it down. And after that, that's when Apple really took off. That's when they started to become a profitable company, when they started to change the world. And I think another... another example of his his focus and simplicity was he would have a meeting every year where he would take his top 100 employees that he would take you he had to go start a new company and they would go on a retreat and at this retreat they would basically brainstorm ideas where should apple go what what are the next products or ideas they should pursue and they think of 10 to 20 and then after that they'd have to cut it to three because Jobs knew that you could only focus on a select few number of things if you really wanted to make something great. And that's exactly what he did. He understood how valuable focus was. And, and then once you become focused on those things, simplifying it as well. Because Jobs was obsessed with simplicity. He would often miss deadlines for products because he would hit the pause button before these launches to make sure that everything was right. He wanted the phone to be as simple as he wanted it to be. So there was also this idea of perfectionism, of being detail-oriented. And because of that, that's why they made such great products. He was so focused. He was so simplified. He was so detail-oriented. And that helped to make the products that we now know Apple makes today in the iPhone, the Mac, the computers, the desktops, all these things. And it was a matter of him being able to focus on what truly mattered and then making those products simple so the users would love them. Now, the third and final strength uh, of Jobs, and, and he has a lot more than just three, but I think these are the three most important that, that you can take and, and, and try to apply or learn from. And, and the last one is this idea of instilling belief in his employees and those he worked with which I think there's also another side of this as we'll, we'll talk about later but Jobs followed 
a reality distortion field technique where he had this ability to convince people, to convince his employees, his co-workers, that something impossible was truly possible. He was able to persuade, to influence, and to instill a belief and get these superhuman feats from his engineers and from his employees that allowed Apple to change the world, to make products that have never been seen before. And his co-founder, Steven Wozniak, would explain it like this. He said his reality distortion is when he has an illogical vision of the future, such as telling me that I could design the breakout game in just a few days, and you realize it, it can't be true, but somehow he makes it true. He, he makes the impossible possible by, by making you believe that it can happen. And that's a unique characteristic in Jobs and not something that necessarily we can just take from him. But that's why he was so great. He was able to influence and persuade and ultimately change his employees and give them this belief that the impossible was possible, that what couldn't be done would be done. And it was this idea of instilling belief in those around him that helped his legacy come to fruition. So Jobs was purpose-driven. He, he was focused, and with that focus, he made things super simple, his products, his life. But then he was also able to instill belief in his employees, a belief that many can't in today's age that made Jobs special. But with what he did extraordinarily well, there were areas that he came up short in, um, and specifically two. The first was his treatment of others. While Jobs was able to instill belief in his employees to get the best out of them, he was often manipulative, rude, an outright liar, and he was completely honest. And, and, and the honest aspect is not, is not the bad thing. It's the way in which he was honest. If he didn't like your idea, your product, whatever you were working on, he would yell at you about it. He would call it shit. He would say you sucked. And that really degrades a person. That doesn't give him confidence. And we know how important confidence is in, in creating good results, in, in being a person that can create value. And Jobs didn't instill that confidence in others. Now, the way he led was good for some people. They liked that leadership style. But for most, they didn't enjoy that. And a common theme or common event that would happen a lot with jobs was he would take ideas from other people so when, when someone would give him an idea and he didn't like it he would shut it down he would say it was off well, and then a couple of days later after some reflection he would realize that idea was actually a pretty good idea and he would take it as if it was his own as if he came up with it and this really made a lot of people at apple mad a lot of the employees that were working for him frustrated but that's just who jobs was that's who he was as an individual he was a rebel he was someone that didn't care what other people thought and he didn't care about relationships he didn't care about making people feel good about building relationships for the long term all he cared about was apple apple and apple how can you get apple to the next level and that was his way of doing it whether it was the right way or wrong way you can argue that, but you can't argue as he got results and he got what he wanted in creating Apple 
and creating great products, but he didn't treat people the right way in that process. Now, the second aspect of that is he was not a good fam- family man. He was not a good husband. He was not a good father. And he just wasn't good, as I said earlier, at building relationships and being there for people. Um, his first daughter, Lisa, he abandoned, which is unique because Jobs was abandoned himself. So you would think as a father, and, and as Jobs talked about this a lot, he said that hurt him. Being abandoned by his biological parents hurt him and scarred him and made him feel separate from a young age. Yet he went out and did the same thing to his daughter. So he didn't learn from the the mistake that his parents made. Or I wouldn't say mistake or thing that his parents did that hurt him so much because he went out and did the same thing. So he abandoned his first daughter. Um, He wasn't a great husband. He was loyal, but, but his relationship with his wife was complex. He wasn't there for her a lot um, because he was so focused on Apple um, and lastly he wasn't there for, for the other three kids he did have Reed, Eve and Aaron he, while he was a little bit closer with, with his oldest Reed um, he just wasn't there for his daughters he wasn't there in their life he didn't show interest in them and it goes back to the quote I mentioned earlier that Job said was my passion has been to build an enduring company where people are motivated to make great products. Everything else was second. And his family came second. Relationships came second. Being a father came second. Being a great husband came second. In fact, they probably didn't come at all. They weren't a priority for him, and that showed. And he would often reflect on how he wanted to be a better father, how he wished he was a better husband. But his actions never showed that. And I don't think if he went back in time, he would have changed that. I really don't think he would have because he was so focused on on creating a legacy, on, on, on building a company that would last forever. That I don't think he would have gone back and been a better husband. I don't think he would have gone back and not abandoned his first child. Because those things simply weren't as important as to what he was doing at Apple. Because that's all he truly, I'm not going to say that's not all, all he truly cared about. But that was his purpose. That was his main priority and main duty in his life. So I think those are the two weaknesses that Jobs had, was his treatment of others, his leadership style, which we're learning more today. It's important to instill confidence, to show empathy, to show that you care. Jobs lacked that, and he knew he lacked it. But for him, it worked. He was able to make a great company, so one could argue maybe that wasn't the, the wrong or inadequate leadership style. And the second one was he wasn't a great family man he wasn't there for his wife wasn't there for his kids now with his strengths and weaknesses i now want to get into just some ideas and questions that i have for myself and things i've been pondering about but also maybe you guys can start to think about and and question or ask yourself in, in your journey as well the first is when we see a lot of these great individuals and as i'm reading and learning and studying them you start to realize the amount of sacrifices they have to make because excellence being great in a specific field or some things require sacrifice. And I think we know that to accomplish great heights, to leave a legacy, to achieve this this idea of greatness, you have to come up short in other areas. But 
Is that really true? Do you really need to sacrifice so much that you can't be great in this area? Obviously, with Jobs, all he focused on was Apple, and he came up short in building relationships. He came up short in being a great father. And I think we see that with other individuals. For example, with the late, great Kobe Bryant. While he was playing, he wasn't a great father either. He wasn't there all the time. He Basketball was his number one goal, and family was second. Now, after his time... He was an amazing father. He was there for his daughter. He was there for his wife. He was there for his kids. But it makes me question or, or, or wonder, do you have to come up short in so many other areas in order to be great? If you want to create an amazing company, if you want to be an, an amazing author, if you want to be a Hall of Fame athlete, do you have to come up short as being a father? Do you have to come up short as being a good person? I don't think you do. I think there's great examples and a lot of people out there that didn't necessarily make those sacrifices. Now, when I say sacrifices, yes, you may not have as much time with your family. But that doesn't mean you don't have any time with them. That doesn't mean you can't be there wholeheartedly and, and be present when you are with them. Love them unconditionally. You can still be there. I don't think sacrifices mean getting rid of it entirely. I think it means that you can't do it as much, but that doesn't mean when you are there, you shouldn't put your best foot forward. So in your pursuit of greatness, in your pursuit of excellence, in your journey we call life, you will have to make sacrifices. In order to do what you love, in order to make progress, you have to focus like Jobs did on a select few things. But that doesn't mean, that doesn't excuse you from being a great person. That doesn't excuse you from being a great father, wife, husband, son, daughter, brother, mentor. That doesn't necessarily excuse you from not putting your best foot forward in other areas. You may come up short, but you still need to put your best foot forward. So that's kind of the first idea and question and thought I had when I when I read about jobs. But the second was, we know how important our childhood plays on on who we will become. The culture we grow up, grow up in, the friends we have, the parents we have, the beliefs and values they instill into us, the experiences we have, all those we know play a huge role in who we will become. It's the nature versus nurture argument, which we now know both play a role. And jobs had a unique childhood. He was abandoned by his parents, like I mentioned. And as he mentioned, that made him feel different, made him feel separated, um, and really scarred him from a young age. But then after he was adopted by his his parents, at about the age of 10 to 12, he realized he was actually smarter than his adopted parents. And this only furthered that issue because he thought it would be a unique thing to know he was smarter than his parents. But it just made him feel even more different and more separated and it makes me think of this idea that jobs was only able to create apple was only able to change arguably change the world because he was a rebel because he was so different because he didn't care what others thought he went out on the limb and did what was different and i think he did what was different because he felt different from a young age. And because he felt different, he became a rebel. He went out 
and said, screw it. Screw what people think. Screw what people think of me. I don't care. I'm going to do it my way or it's going to be the highway. That's how he thought and that's how he acted. And I think because of that, that's why he changed the world. And it made me think, hey, if he wasn't adopted, would we know who Steve Jobs is today? He had a unique ability in his knowledge from a young age, whether he was adopted or not. But him being adopted and feeling separate and feeling different definitely impacted, in my mind, how he acted, how he behaved, how he thought, and ultimately what he pursued in life. So that's the second thought that I really had when when reading about Jobs and learning about his childhood was how that really impacted him going later on in his life. So that's all I got for you guys today. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give us a rating and share it with anyone else who, who may enjoy who may get some value from this as well. And if you want to stay connected with everything Chasing Greatness, our website, our blog, our, our store, our Instagram, all our social media platforms, you can check the show notes below. I appreciate the love and the support. Have a great day. Peace.